Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 286 affiliates strong. I want to welcome our newest affiliate, WLEA AM and FM in Elmira Corning, New York. I want to welcome you to the show. We want to thank Brian O'Neill, the program director there for putting us on and the team over at Radio America for getting it all done. Once again, very happy to be on board with WLEAM and FM 106.9 in Elmira Corning, New York. Welcome to the America's Healthcare Advocate family. Glad to have you. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do that at America's Healthcare Advocate. That is the Facebook page. Also, all of our podcasts are on TuneIn's iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. So this show today, which by the way, is going to be about ACA Obamacare and the new changes Yes, folks, we did one already and told you that it was going to be good until May. Well, that's all changed now that the enrollment period has been extended to August. And Nate Tate is in studio with us today, and we're going to talk about that so you understand what your options are. That's what I'm going to do today is spend the entire broadcast explaining what's going on, how you can get the subsidy, et cetera, et cetera. But that broadcast, again, will be up on the podcast. So tune in iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. You hear this, you want to tell somebody you know that doesn't have health insurance, they can go back and listen to the podcast. It's very easy to do. They're also posted on our website. If you need health insurance, which is what we're talking about today, you can dial 877-385-2224, speak to the lovely Joyce Thompson for Medicare Individual, and you can speak to Nate Tate as well. Also, if you are looking for group insurance, employer-sponsored health care, Nate can help you with that. So 877-385-2224 anywhere in the United States, including Guam. That's right. We actually get calls from Guam every once in a while. If you want to leave a message here, speak to the folks. They'll be happy to help you and get back to you and help you with your health insurance needs. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. You're going to be a pro at this, man. I'm I'm, I, <laughs> I just maybe Oscar and I just turn this over to you and just let you do the thing, see how it goes. I'm you know glad to have you here. So we did a show here. Oh God, what about a month ago? Yeah, it was at least a month, a month and a half ago, talking about the new ACA regs that gave us a new open enrollment period that rolled until was it May 15th, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Okay, May 15th, and then that all changed. Okay, yes, it did. because President Obama, who initially made that first change with an executive order through Health and Human Services. And by the way, I think that was a good move. And I've said this before. I think it was a good move because so many people were without health insurance. 
remember the disruption of COVID-19 pandemic and what it did to people, uh, you had disproportionate numbers of people without health insurance. And interestingly enough, one of the largest numbers of groups of people that ran without health insurance were women because they were the ones that lost their jobs in the hospitality and restaurant industry. So in my opinion, that should have been done before President Biden became president because it is it was needed and it gives people an opportunity to get health insurance. So that's my take on this, okay? I'm not a big fan of government interference in health insurance and health care issues. You know that. But there's a time and a place for everything. And the time for this is now. It has helped an enormous number of people. And we'll talk about that today. But again, I, the purpose of the show today is there a brand new set of benefits and a brand new timeline, Nate. So let's start with the brand new timeline. Yeah. So people can um, sign up now, anytime now, for any reason, um, through to August 15th. Okay, so let's explain any time and any reason. So the reasons before were you had to have lost your job, mm-hmm. and you had to have proof <laughs> that, you, that you lost your job. Right. Okay, and you had to jump through a bunch of hoops. What happened to all that? Well, they basically sidelined and said right now it's more important that people get coverage if they need it, and um, just did away with those uh, hoops. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened. In fact, I saw an article in the paper this morning. It said, and this was in this morning's paper, in the U.S., more than half a million people gain health insurance off these health plans. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's been in, that, that, that rule has changed, been in place. Since, was it February it rolled out? Yeah. Yeah, and here we are, you know, April, May, and we've already got a half a million people on here. Right. So it's kind of remarkable. Evidently, there was a significant need. There was, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think because the first uh, the first one that we talked about a couple of months ago, most people just thought it was 2.0, and it didn't get talked about as much because nothing was really changing. It was just basically open enrollment number two. But then with all the additional changes that have come with this, it's been publicized, so more people know that they have the option. And so it's kind of like hosting a party and not advertising it. Now now it's advertised. Now, more now, people now, are now the signs are up on telephone poles around the neighborhood and everybody knows there's a party, right? Exactly. Yeah, so it's a little different deal. So talk about the hoops. So now you you don't have to jump through hoops. You basically can reach – if you don't have health insurance, regardless of the reason, whether you lost your job or you just didn't get it when you should have gotten it last year, mm-hmm. um, this changes that whole equation, does it not? Absolutely. All right, so now without any of those prerequisites, you can sign up and see what you're eligible for. Yeah, and the eligibility um, criteria has changed as well. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, back when Obamacare first got established, um, anybody who wanted to qualify for a subsidy, that is the federal government to pay a portion of their premium, their household income had to fall between um, 100% and 400% what was called the federal poverty limit. And that varies based off how many people are in your household. Now they have taken the cap off that. And so anybody who makes over 400% um, percent of the federal poverty limit might still qualify um, for subsidies where they could not have before. And so that's based off their income and how much the insurance would cost. Okay. So you write a lot of this stuff. You've, you've got a, a, a huge number of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that represent? So if uh, g- give me some idea of a family of four income of, let's say, $100,000 a year. Yeah, a family of four with an income of 100000 might not have qualified for um, a subsidy. Now they definitely will. Okay. And what, what are the – you know, I, I had Joyce do one the other day for a gentleman. Um, he is, I think, 43, 44 years old. Uh, his premium was going to be $250. 
he qualified for a subsidy. He had a $60,000 income, I believe. He qualified for a subsidy of $210, and his premium is $41 a month. That's pretty affordable. Yeah, that's much more affordable than it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the big wrap on this up to now, and, and it's one of the things that, that, that I've complained about bitterly, is that if you don't get a subsidy, you can't afford it. Right. But this changes that. So give me some illustration here of like a family of $400,000, what might they expect to get if they qualify here? Well, well, they will qualify, but what roughly what would you think they'd get? Well, um, just as an example this morning, I quoted a family with, uh, with four children, so household, okay. household of six. Six? Yeah. And um, the... Their income was around the eighty to ninety thousand dollar range. Okay, and they basically got uh, thirteen hundred off their monthly premium. And Holy cow! Yeah. So what does that leave? If they so let's just say they picked a bronze policy, what would that have covered? The whole policy cost, yeah, pretty much on on the bronze. But they got a silver plan for about one hundred and fifty a month. But their deductible wasn't at the five thousand range; it was in the three hundred dollar range. Okay, so so ex- let's do that real quick. And well, actually, probably we'll do that when we come back from the break. We'll talk about bronze, silver, and gold plans. But that that let's go back to that a minute because that you know when okay you think okay eighty thousand dollars a year that's a lot of money. That's not a lot of money if you've got six people in the family. Exactly, you got four tricycle motors running around the house that you've got to feed, okay, <laughs> clothe and all the rest of it. And on top of that, you got mom and dad. That Those are the very people that I was talking about, people, in the opening monologue. <clears throat> There's no way on God's green earth those people could have afforded $1,300 a month, is there? No. No. I mean, you're looking, you're, you're, the number is ridiculous, okay? <laughs> so in that case, now you've got a family who had no health insurance who now has real health insurance. Right. And and to me that that's the whole purpose of this kind of a program. It's to give people a hand up, not necessarily a hand out. It gets them into a situation where they have health insurance. If one of those kids gets sick, or something happens to the father, the mother, whatever the case may be, they're not going to wind up filing bankruptcy. Exactly. Because what is it? What's the number? Forty percent of the bankruptcies in this country are because they're medically related. Uh, my understanding was it's closer to sixty. Okay, you're probably so, right. It's been a while since I looked at the numbers. So yeah, yeah. and and you know, and, and so and then they wind up going to collections and debt. It's a big mess. I just had a young man the other day who got a surprise bill on an emergency room visit, and it was sixteen thousand dollars. By the time we finished negotiating with the hospital, we got it down to about thirteen hundred dollars, but it was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. And he had insurance actually, mm-hmm. but because it was a contract physician working out of a hospital, that did what his fees weren't covered, and he wound up getting billed for all that stuff. And I'm like, no. We got to go back and straighten that out. So we see a lot of that kind of thing, but in this particular case, I think it's important for people to understand. There's a family that had eighty thousand dollars in income, wound up getting a subsidy, and walks away with a very affordable health insurance plan. All right, when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask Nate to talk about gold, silver, and bronze. We're going to explain it so you understand why did they buy up to a silver plan. We're going to tell you. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network. Coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you want to reach out to Mr. Nate Tate or Joyce Thompson or any of the good folks over at RPSBBDI to help you with any of this stuff, 877-385-2224. They are happy to help you um, if you are looking for coverage, whether it is group. We'll talk a little bit about that with Nate a little later on or whether it's this individual ACA stuff or whether it's a Medicare policy. So we talked about bronze, silver, and gold. You talked about these folks looked at the bronze policy. It was 100% covered. They wouldn't have paid anything, but the deductible was a lot bigger. So they bought up. Explain, first of all, bronze, silver, and gold. And then what do you mean by they bought up? So let's start with just basic understanding of what those three are. Sure. Um, And for anyone new to the concept of a deductible, it's basically an agreement between you and the insurance company that says, if you accrue medical expenses up to this amount, say $5,000, and from that point on, the insurance company is either covering most or all of your medical costs for the rest of the calendar year. So that said, of what a deductible is, a bronze plan is going to have a very high deductible. For an individual, it's probably going to be somewhere between seven thousand and eighty-five hundred for an individual. So if it's a family, they're going to have double that um, for the family deductible. A silver plan, the deductibles can range anywhere from three thousand to six thousand, and a gold plan, you'll see deductibles usually in the one thousand to two thousand range. Okay, so the silver is the most preferred plan. Correct. So when you said they bought up, what did you mean by that? Well. Um, so if you get that silver plan, you get that lower deductible. If you have a medical event, you're going to be looking at paying less in out-of-pocket expenses than you would have on a bronze plan. Now, the government subsidies, some people will not only qualify to have the premium reduced, but they also qualify to get a lower deductible on the silver plans. Okay, that's a big deal, so talk about that. Right. So let's say that um, if you just bought a plan outright, let's say you're um, 33, like me, and you're getting a silver plan, you're paying full price. That silver plan may cost you $450 a month and you have a $6,000 deductible. But if your income is low enough, then the government will not only cover the majority of that premium and maybe you're only paying 50 bucks a month, but they'll also cover maybe $4,000 of that deductible. And so then you go from being at a five dollars or $6,000 deductible to only $1,000. And so for paying just a little bit extra per month, you also get greatly reduced exposure to medical bills if you do have a medical event. That's pretty amazing, and I don't think a lot of people understand that that's, that's out there. So we're kind of recapping this for you, okay? Uh, you know, you qualify for the subsidy. We just talked about that in the previous segment. The four hundred percent of the poverty level is off, okay? We just talked about a family. Would you say they made eighty six thousand dollars? Yes. Okay, and they qualified for a subsidy. They could have gotten a bronze plan and paid nothing, but they they moved up to a, to a silver plan and paid one hundred and fifty dollars a month, which is extremely affordable, obviously, uh, for six people, which is where they're at. Now, the part that's interesting here is not only did they qualify for that subsidy, but they could also qualify for a reduced out-of-pocket. So this is another place where people get in a lot of trouble. Oh, my God, I got a $3,000 deductible. I can't go to the doctor. Wait a minute. If you're on a silver plan, you've got doctor office copay. You've got urgent care. Go through the benefits. They're first dollar, meaning there is no deductible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it obviously depends on the type of plan you get. There are some silver plans where it is you're just paying toward the deductible. Maybe it's HSA compliant, um, which is a different animal, but most of them have copay visits. So if you have strep throat, maybe you want to go see the doctor. Just because you have a $3,000 deductible is not a requirement that you have to pay $3,000 in medical expenses. It's just a cap on what might happen. So you go to the doctor and you say, doctor, my, my throat is sore. I think I might have strep. 
you pay 30 bucks to get the doctor's time and introduce yourself and the problem. And then they do the strep, the strep test. And maybe that's another $45 that goes toward your deductible. You walk out, you have your prescription, you go pick it up and then get to feeling better within a couple of days. Yeah. So it, it, the good news is that you, you know, you're not, Oh, I can't go. Cause I got a $3,000 deductible. No, you've got a copay. The copay is going to cover that. Then you've got prescription drug benefits. So talk a little bit about the different prescription. Let's just use a silver plan again. Cause that, again, that's the one that most people seem to be going on. Let's talk about typical prescription drug benefits. Yeah. So most of the um, silver plans, the prescription drug benefits um, have, copays, but the copays function basically as a cap. So maybe it's a $15 cap. Now, most generics are going to be 4 to $5. If the generic that you are signed up for is 4 to $5 and your the copay on your drug plan is for $15, you don't pay $15, you pay the 4 or 5 But if the drug maybe would have been $23, then you only pay the 15 So it keeps that cost down within range. And then for Tier 2 medications, you start getting toward your brand names. Um, your copay is going to be a little bit higher, but again, it's keeping the cost down. And then beyond tier one and two, you're going to have further um, reductions in how much those are going to cost. And what you pay, it goes toward your deductible and your out-of-pocket maximum. Yeah, which is wonderful because you're getting the care you need, you're getting the medications you need, and it's affordable. It's People can afford mm-hmm. to go get it. you got you got four kids in the family. Um, you're going to be going to the doctor from time to time. I mean, exactly. somebody's going to get pink eyes. Somebody's going to get strep throat. They're, you know, it is what it is, okay? So having a doctor office copay and access to prescription drugs is important. Otherwise, you know, you're looking at paying for the whole thing out of your pocket, which clearly a family with that kind of income can't afford to do that. Right. So it does make a tremendous difference. Yeah, and another big aspect of these plans is that they cover preventative care at 100%. So you can take your kids in to get their physicals, get their labs drawn, and you catch things early that way. And the insurance covers the cost of those visits. So you go in, you get out, you're checking up on things, you're being proactive and moving ahead. And if you're chronologically challenged, okay, 45 plus 50, colonoscopies, all of, you know, PSA cancer screens for men, Mm -hmm. mammograms, go through some of that stuff. Yeah, um, the colonoscopies are a big one that I get asked about a lot. And um, that's because everybody loves doing them. (laughs) Oscar's laughing. See, he doesn't have to have one. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so um, those screens are really important. And, even in some of, my, some of my own family members have had uh, cancer in their families. And so the doctors say, we need to check on this every other year. You go in, you get it done, but the insurance is paying for it. This keeps people from being afraid to get a checkup done because they don't want to pay the money. But catching it early means you have a better chance at treating it, solving the problem before it could kill you or ruin your life, ruin you financially. And so all these things are in place so that people are proactive with their health care and get that preventative done. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, you, 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 I made a joke about chronologically, chronologically challenged folks, but you know, I just had a doctor in here do a radio show with us whose daughter has got uh, colon cancer, uh, and she's out in California, and she's 40 years old. So what Nate just said, if there's a history of this in your family, you can go in and get that, and it's covered 100%. There is no copay. There is no deductible, nothing, correct? Yeah, as long there's as... a long list of things that are covered when you look at one of these policies coming out of ACA, right? Yeah, as long as it's just considered preventative, they're going in and just checking to make sure everything's fine, it's going to be covered. Yeah, and if there's an issue with that, the doctor should know enough to have it coded the right way so it does fall underneath that standard. So, you know, and here's another example of, of plans with flexibility. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City is an example, has an ACA Obamacare policy that's tied to the Spiracare clinics. Right. So if you're here and you go to one of those clinics, 
insurance. You pay nothing. There is no copay. They've got prescription drugs, labs, and x-rays. So the point is there are a lot of options out there, folks, and that's what we're trying to explain to you. All right, when we come back from the break, we're going to get into the whole subsidy thing and how it works and explain all that, and then we'll shift gears a little bit and talk about some employer-sponsored group health care benefits and what's new out there. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Nate Tate's in the house. We'll be back with him. And if you want to talk to him or you need help, 877-385-2224. That's the office at RPSBBDI. Ask for him. He'll be happy to help you uh, wherever you might be in the country. They are happy to do that. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more here on America's Healthcare Advocate, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of stuff up there. Um, some pretty good videos up there with Dana Goodell, my yoga and Pilates instructor. Uh, no, don't worry. I'm not doing a lot of yoga and Pilates on the, on the videos, you know, to sit through that. But nonetheless, they are informative. They are helpful. And, uh, you know, uh, I've got a show coming up here in the not-too-distant future. I'm going to talk about the importance of exercise. 41 different issues that you have, health issues that are in this country, can be improved significantly with moderate exercise. That's an upcoming show, but it's something that's important to know. All right, in studio with me, Nate Tate, my producer, Mr. Oscar Monterosa. Uh, and by the way, I want to welcome once again our newest affiliate, WLEA AM and FM 106.9 in Elmira, Corning, New York. We're happy to have them on board. I want to thank Brian O'Neill for making that happen. So let, let's go through this whole new issue with because this has really just changed everything with ACA Obamacare. Okay. Right. <clears throat> So one of the first things, well, this is something that's coming up. We'll talk about that. It hasn't been put in place yet, but we hear it in the grapevine right now. Let's talk about this unemployment thing because this is interesting. Yeah, so um, understand that uh, we still don't have all the details on this. So what I say could be um, inaccurate later on. But our understanding is that when um, anyone has been drawing unemployment at any point in 2021, they will qualify for a marketplace plan with a zero premium. We believe people will be able to start signing up for those in July. So if you drew unemployment even for just one month, say in February, then come July, if the timeline holds as they originally wrote it, then they can get on a plan with a zero premium. So why do you think they're doing that? What, what do you think the reasoning is? Well, um, the unemployment benefits are basically, um, uh, for most people, a scaled-down version of what they were getting paid. And so you're not making as much as you were previously, and if you got scaled down um, from your job or released or what have you. You don't have health insurance. Yeah, you don't have health insurance. You don't have an option, and you may not be able to afford even to pay $75 for something. So this gives something out there for people to get so that even if you don't want to pay you know, $75 or $100. Maybe is, you don't have $75 or $100. Exactly. You know, okay. I'm, I'm talking to people every day who are getting unemployment of maybe only $300 a week. And so then they've got to figure out how they're going to pay for their rent for the month, pay for their car, and so on. They don't have money for that. But if something, some medical event happens, they're going to get wiped out. And this plan will help them protect against that. Yeah. So again, 
okay, people? You know, I, I think this is a good thing. This is not a political issue to me. This is an issue of doing the right thing, okay? People need help. This is the kind of help that makes sense, okay? Um, and it won't go on forever. It'll, you know, it'll be a limited plan for a certain period of time, but the point is it's needed now. You've still got – I just saw the new unemployment report came out, I think it was today, 840 – no, 744,000 people, new people filed for unemployment. We're not out of this thing yet. Okay, people are still out there trying to get work, although there are a lot of, you know, businesses that are looking to employ people. There's still a lot of people that can't find jobs that need jobs. So, you know, this is a way to help them get through this. So there's some other things that are going on that are interesting. Let's talk about. So the subsidies are bigger now. So you say they're better. Explain what what that's about and how that works. Yeah. So giving people an example, um, let's say, again, using myself if you're filing married and you know you're both 33 years old maybe you were getting a subsidy of i don't know 200 a month and based off your income at this point with this change maybe that subsidy's been increased at 250 which means that's how much the government's paying and so now you're paying uh, $50 less per month people anyone who's getting a subsidy right now in the marketplace is now going to qualify to receive more money toward their premium from the government and pay less themselves and they have two options. They can either go ahead and update their application so that they can start getting that um, increased subsidy and paying less themselves, or they can let it accrue, and then they'll be rewarded that extra money at tax time when they file next year. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? 90% of the people are going to want it now because they need it now. So, right. okay, so how do they do that? Would they call you? Do they go try to go on a government website? This stuff is never easy, okay? No, it is not. You know, I mean, I, I always say it's confusing as hell, whether it's Medicare or ACA or even, you know, employer-sponsored group benefits. It's, it's all the pieces of the puzzle are hard to put together, and if you don't do this for a living, it's Greek. So go back, okay, and talk about how do they do that. <clears throat> okay, so the easiest way to do it is just to call me or call a different agent who's appointed with the marketplace. We know exactly where to go to make the change because – Unfortunately, you can't just apply the change. Um, you have to go through the entire application again. There are, of course, s- you do. Right? We would. It wouldn't be simple. It's government. Okay. Yeah, and there are um, twenty to, actually, no, there are thirty plus optional questions on the application. They all have a different function. They all have a different purpose, but they don't tell you why. They just say this question is optional, and. As an agent, I understand what those are for, but other people, they don't. They don't know which ones to hit, which ones to leave alone. And so you can do it yourself, but... Yeah, good luck. But you can call me, and I will do it for you, and I don't charge, and we'll get it put through, and your uh, income will be updated, um, or the subsidy will be updated, even if your income's not changing at all. And then the health insurance marketplace will pass that information on to your insurer, and they'll update it on the next invoice. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So we got two good things going on here. If you received unemployment, don't have health insurance, you've got an option now to get it coming up, we think, in July. Mm-hmm. It's not, not official yet, but I'm sure we'll hear about it. Um, and then we've got the better subsidies option, which is out there. If you're already on a plan, just go back to what Nate just said. If you're already on a plan and you're getting a subsidy – Okay, you will more than likely qualify for a better subsidy under the new rules, correct? You absolutely will qualify. There's, there's <laughs> so no, it's not no. maybe you will. It's definitely the case. If you have a subsidy, you will qualify for more subsidy that, in the discussion. That's, that's, that's pretty good news for a lot of people. It is. Yeah, if I've, you're, you know, I go back to that family of six, okay, mm-hmm. that, that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, and it's, it's a big deal for a lot of people. All right, so here's here's uh, uh, you know, and these things always come with little traps that people get stuck in because, again, as I said, it's government, and there's you know, 
regulations, rules around everything. What happens if you change companies? Because now there's open enrollment all the way through August. And hey, I don't like uh, AM better. I want to go over to Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City because I want the Spiracare plan. Okay, now what? Well, um, you can make that change. And I have had some people who have changed from one company to another. I've had some people who are wanting to, but one thing they did not know was that if you switch from one company to another, your deductibles start over. So a particular gentleman I've been talking with, his wife had had some medical issues. They paid about $1,200 toward their um, toward their deductible with a particular insurance company. They wanted to switch. If they do that, then the 1200 they had paid would no longer apply to the deductible of the new insurance company. And they didn't know that. It wasn't really advertised to them. But because they were working with me, I was able to say, hey, keep this in mind. You can still switch if you want, but you're going to lose that credit, basically, that you've already paid out. And so they decided to stay put. Okay, so now let's change that story. And now we've got a healthy family uh, of four uh, in their 30s, all right? And they don't have anything applied toward the deductible, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to be on AM Better. They like the Blue Cross Spiracare plan, and they want to make a change. Yeah. Okay, in their case, does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah, if they they want to switch and they like the price, then they can do it. I can help them. Okay, so that that all comes with it. Okay, so I think that pretty much gets us through. Is there anything you think we're missing here for people to understand the message? The message really is, if you don't have health insurance, there really isn't a reason not to have it anymore, right? Right. And, um, you know, I talked with a gentleman today. He checked in to see if he would qualify for a lower rate because, again, they took that cap off who could qualify. His income was still too high to get uh, a low, reduced rate through the marketplace, but he didn't have any health issues. I found him a non-marketplace plan, and it was going to be about $300 less a month than a marketplace plan that would have matched the benefits. So so let's talk about that because you know we, we hear, and this is where I, I have tremendous disagreement with uh, uh, people that continually call short-term policies junk insurance because it's not junk, okay, if it's issued by Blue Cross and Blue Shield or it's issued by one of the other carriers and you have network access, co-pays, and a deductible just like any other policy. But talk about the price disparity. If you don't – you just talked about this guy. If you don't get a subsidy, that short-term, which lasts for an entire year – Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, if you don't have any health issues, these short-term plus plans will um, will cover you. Anything new that happens to you, you've got your deductible, you have your out-of-pocket maximum, just like an Obamacare plan, but you're not paying nearly the premium for it. Yeah. So, again, you know, th- there are alternatives out there. So, if you if you are making too much money, if you're single, you're making $150,000 a year, you're not going to get a subsidy, right? No, not at okay. all. But you could go buy that Blue Cross short-term policy. Blue Cross policies all over the country offer short-term. And you could have actual insurance with a doctor office copay, some prescription drug benefits, uh, a reasonable deductible, uh, $2,500. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be, a reasonable deductible, but you have care and you have network negotiated facilities, correct? That's right. And that's a really big deal. So hopefully that gives you a lot of information there, ladies and gentlemen, and explains all of what's going on here uh, with ACA, Obamacare, and then we talked a little bit about short term. When we come back from the break, um, 
We're going to shift gears now. We're going to talk about employer-sponsored benefits and some of the options that are out there, some of the newer things that are happening, and what we can anticipate in the marketplace with some of those plans. So we'll be back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want help, you can call Nate at 877-385-2224. They'll be happy to chat with you. Once again, 877-385-2224. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Now, I told you at the beginning of this broadcast, you just heard Nate go through all of this stuff. Confusing, right? But he's an expert. If you want to, hey, maybe you've got a relative, maybe you've got an in-law, maybe you've got a church friend, whatever, neighbor that you know you know doesn't have health insurance, lost their job, struggling. They can get a policy. Tell them to go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. The shows are posted up there. iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker. Shows are posted on all those platforms. You can go listen to this broadcast, and it'll explain to them what they need to do and how they need to do it. That's the purpose of putting the podcast up there. So once again, if you want help, you can reach out to Nate directly at 877-385-2224. 8773852224. All right, let's shift gears a little bit now. What's going on in the in in the small employer marketplace now that people should be aware of? Plans that are available, you know, how far down are the carriers going now? Are they going down to one life, two lives? I know some of the carriers cut off after five lives, they don't write anymore. That's right. So, <clears throat> so talk about some of that. And and because the small business again, we're kind of focusing on what's happened to people as a result of the pandemic, folks. That's why we're doing this show today. So if you were a small business owner, maybe you had a small restaurant, a deli, you know, whatever the case may be, you may have had lost all your business and you're just starting to build it back. Let's talk about health insurance for group health insurance for small businesses. What's out there and how's it working? Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, what you started with on how small do insurers go, there are a handful that will go down to a minimum of two lives. And so if you have only two employees, both of them have to participate in the plan. If you have three or more, then one employee could take the coverage and the other two could waive it and say, ah, we don't need it. Maybe they have the option through their spouse and that's fine. But that's the smallest it'll go. And so down to two. Down to two. Okay, yeah. so this was always, you know, I did this for 26 years, and, and this was always the, the, the area where people had a difficult time. Husband and wife own the, own the business. They've got a deli, okay, and they own the business. And they've got part-time people, so they're not going to do health insurance for them. Both the husband and wife have to be on the payroll? They do. Okay, that's important for folks to understand, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, it's not going to work. Yeah, and then you have to do something on the, on the individual side. Okay, so the, so the option there is if that doesn't work, then you go do something on the individual side. And that is an option. Mm-hmm. They go back on the ACA, which we just spent three segments of the show talking about, uh, to be able to get health insurance that way if you, can't, you know, if you can't get it through a group policy. So what are some of the policies that are out there? You know, we hear a lot about level premium. Mm-hmm. Okay, so talk a little bit about that and, and why that can be good. Let's say you've got five, six, 10, 20 employees. Why would a level premium plan be better than an off-the-shelf ACA plan? Well, off-the-shelf ACA plans, they're required to take people. They're not allowed to rate them higher for their health history. They're not um, required to. Basically, they've got to cover them. So there's no underwriting. There's no underwriting. They don't check health history. And so you could, you know, four people with... uh, 
with cancer could call up and say, hey, we want this. And then they have to take those people and they have to they have to take on those medical expenses of whoever might come. And because they have to take on whoever might come through those types of policies, they charge a lot more in order to protect themselves and be able to pay those those medical expenses. Now, on a level funded plan, which are available to any business with five or more employees, they're allowed to look at health history. So if um, people are healthy, they get rewarded for that. And then the premium comes down. At that point, the insurance companies are able to look at the amount of risk that they're taking on and adjust the premiums accordingly. And so very often, um, a level funded plan is going to be far less expensive than a than an ACA off the shelf option of equal b- value in terms of the okay, benefits. So let's let's do that for a minute. So far less expensive. So now we've got a typical. We've got six people in our company. All six of them are going to be on the policy. We're going to we're going to take a two thousand dollar deductible. That's pretty popular, reasonable deductible. Two thousand twenty five hundred. We want doctor office copay. We want prescription drugs. We want urgent care copay. Catastrophic coverage. What would you call the ratio between the two? Thirty percent, twenty percent, forty percent. In other words, the ACA off the shelf policy that requires maternity coverage for 60-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not making that up either, people. It's true. Okay, and as you heard Nate say, there is no underwriting. So if somebody's, look, it's great. If you, you know, you need a policy and you've got cancer in your company, you can go get coverage, no issues. But one size doesn't fit all. Like I always say, 44 overcoat isn't for everybody, okay? These policies are, so you've got a young, healthy, healthy workforce. You've yeah. got six people in your in your business and you've got a healthy workforce. What do you think the disparity in price is going to be on a percentage basis between ACA and the level premium? plan. Well, I can give you a a very um, strong example. Last month, uh, a business I've been working with for the last three years, they've had four employees and they're into fitness. Like that's what their instructors do. Everyone there is healthy. They had spouses on the plan. The deductibles were very high in order to keep it affordable, about $7,300 for the individual, double that for a family. And the company was paying out about um, $6,000 a month in premiums to cover their employees. $6,000 a month. They've got four people. They've been doing a lot of yoga classes, pal. Right. (laughs) They, they added on a fifth employee. The fifth employee was not, you know, any healthier or unhealthier compared to the other people. And so you would think that it would just, you know, increase their premium by about the same amount. But because they had that fifth employee, they could do a level funded plan. So what happened was that we took them for, to level funded and the rates that they got when the health insurance companies were able to look at the health history, they dropped their deductible from 7,300 down to 1,000 per person. And their premium... Wait, go, 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 repeat that again. I want everybody to hear this, okay? So you understand why I'm talking about this today. The deductible went from what? 7,300 to 1,000. 1,000. Right. Okay. So less than a seventh of what it was. And their premium got cut almost in half. That's a real life story, people. You know, it, it, you're hearing here. And the, that's why I do these shows to explain this stuff to you so you understand. You're not stuck in the mud. You know, if you've got a reasonably healthy group, and they don't have to all be yoga instructors. I mean, no. you know, th- these plans are pretty open in terms of their underwriting requirements. You know, if, if you're in reasonably decent health condition, you can get on one of these plans that makes sense. But you identified something earlier. In order to stay on the plan that they were on, the ACA plan, mm-hmm. they were cost shifting. Yeah. Okay, so explain what I mean when I say that. Why do I call it cost shifting? Well, basically, they were choosing to take on a higher deductible in order to save monthly on their premiums. And so that money was staying in their pockets, and they were taking on a risk that if something happened, then they would have to pay more toward that deductible before the insurance company would kick in. But then on the flip side, if nothing happens, then that money is still in their pocket and not in the pocket of the insurance company. Yeah, except the risk of $7,000 times two, mm-hmm. okay, because typically the way these policies are set up is it's two times 
times the deductible, correct, for to qualify for the family deductible? Right. Okay, so now we're looking at $14,000. Yeah. Okay, so you go in and have a gallbladder surgery, and it's $20,000. You grab the plate for $14,000 that. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different than $2,000. Yes, very different. <laughs> yeah, so th- that's a classic example of what's out there, but it's also a classic example of why you need an expert like Nate Tate that can explain this stuff to you, because there are options, people, but you got to have somebody that understands what they're doing. He does. I don't care where you're at in the country. Pick up the phone and call him. He can write a policy anywhere in the country. 877-385-2224. He is happy to help you. I hope this has been helpful to all of you out there today to explain some of this stuff because it is a complicated topic, whether it's individual health insurance, short-term, or group. We try to bring you accurate information. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.